0: Who are the coolest dudes on the planet? United States veterans. What's the coolest sport on the planet? Pro wrestling. And what would be the coolest podcast on the planet? That would be this one. U.S. military vets talking pro wrestling. This is the No Shave Man Cave. Two badass disabled vets... Sharing their love of pro wrestling, giving you their perspective as fans, talking about current events and matches, history of titles, and who knows what else. Let's do it. Welcome to the No Shave Men and Game. Now your hosts, Ellie Scheer and Shade Tilly. Uh, Alright, give more to that for new good day.
1: Wherever you're coming to us from, because we've got some international fans. I'm Ellie Jarr. Kitty Tilly. And you have joined the No Shame Man Cave. And it's our Friday edition. We're
2: going to cover a little bit of Smackdown. Going to try What's dude? up, man? <laughs> <laughs> so full transparency, uh, my DVR did not record Smackdown. Uh, I had it on, so I got bits and pieces of it. Uh, I think I missed the first probably 45 minutes or so. Didn't get to watch the whole thing. Usually I record it. I watch it live as a fan. I uh, had some other stuff going on at the house, so I recorded it, but uh, unfortunately it did not catch the whole thing, so I'll try to help review on SmackDown yeah. a little bit. Uh, I did. I was able to watch Rampage. I did, did get that on my DVR, so I was able to watch that live, and then I watched it again. But we can start with SmackDown. I, I could talk about cool, some man but I did remember seeing and, and was able to yeah catch, but uh overall i to be honest with you neither Friday show really impressed me, so
1: yeah, so like I totally agree, and i I got to where I was watching the matches, and I started doodling, and um, I was like, well, where are they gonna go next, and I don't know what that thought was, like are they gonna leave? whatever reg- wrestling organization they're in or like for the match, whatever. So yeah, right. it started out, we were just kind of stuck watching a bunch of people do a bunch of things. Yep. But yeah, with, with the Sami Zayn story, with the way WWE is going, seems like Papa H is starting to sort of put his fingerprints on it, even with the big story of uh, Vinnie Mac, you know, looking to sell the, yep. you know, sell the business. It was, it started out really good. And I like the way the WWE does the recap to help remind you of what they want you to remember. So, and, right, and then it dawned on me, I'm like, we are a week away from Elimination Chamber. And,
2: uh, which is, I, I just was expecting more on SmackDown. So there were some things I caught and some decent storylines. So obviously the bloodline stuff, mm-hmm. but as far as like, uh, I guess now we have a number one contender for the Intercontinental title with, uh. Madcap Moss, which is funny, we talked about him the other day. We I, hadn't seen him forever, and pop, here he yeah. is, running, running for. I don't think he's going to beat Gunther, but
1: no. But I, I think, like you said, you know, that's kind of like how Bully Ray sort of gets gets up on his chair and starts thumping his chest. Like I know they listen, and now here we are looking at Madcap Moss. Yeah, like, yep. And you know, like aesthetically, like when you look at him, he can. He looks like he can go. He looks the part. Got a a built in ballet slash manager Emma and it wasn't that long ago when Emma was the top female free agent and now here they are a uh, uh, almost
2: pseudo power couple. I, yeah. Is are they a real life uh, couple? Yeah. Oh, okay. I didn't know that part. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I like I said, I, I remember that part. Um I remember I, I thought the build up to Jay Uso finally showing up in the in the stands oh, coming man. in. That was pretty cool. Uh led to yeah. a good match then the after part of it where he's outside uh and sammy catches him uh it just goes into a whole bigger problem and it's a wrestling thing i know but the invisible camera like oh nobody's gonna know they're talking but all they gotta do is watch the tv show and right. one thing AEW does is they address that sometimes and every once in a while ww does what it fits them but they don't always so i'm curious how that one's going to come back right and uh, yeah, yeah the, the yeah. paul Heyman like sneaking around the corners listening in our conversations all that stuff was great But as far as overall for the show, um, like I said, I had it on and nothing made me stop what I was doing to go, I really got to pay attention to this. Yeah, no,
1: 100%. And it was
2: like, okay, I
1: really, it's like uh, we were talking about how I consume WWE and AEW differently. And I was like, okay, I want to consume WWE like I watched the second iteration, you know, the second time I watched AEW. And I couldn't help it. I was just like, this is my WWE. This is yep. what I do, Mondays and Fridays, and then when the premium live events come on, and I felt like I was right back in that same wash, rinse, repeat writing. Yeah. So, but you know the the matches were good because you've got you know you've got great producers. Oh yeah, you've got awesome athletes. And then if like I were someone who's sitting there collecting a check for royalties on shirts and hats and. And swag and stuff. I'd feel like I had to peel a little bit off to the Usos because they're bringing so much attention. And uh, someone else made a great comment about the shirt that Roman Reigns Roman Reigns was wearing was it Monday or last Friday? And it was just him and Heyman And I didn't even catch that the you know the first go around. I just figured, oh yeah, that's that's an Uso That's a bloodline shirt, whatever. Like, ooh, great programming. And it's almost like an IO, uh, campaign, uh, information operation campaign. Yep. And they're just like inundating you with information subliminally to know, Hey, you know, all Heyman, no matter what has Roman's back and he's the only one who has his back.
2: Yeah. I, I, SmackDown, like again, it was, it was okay. Like I said, what I caught of it, um, the bloodline stuff is just great. And, and it, it's one of those things I'm going to be sad to see it go cuz eventually it's going to come to an end but uh, what are they setting up next that's the thing right. and that's the the worrisome for me part of the the whole WWE part is okay bloodline's great it's been going on for 6 months it ends what's the next iteration of the right. bloodline what what are we going to what what's the next great story they're going to tell i can see it being part of cody i can see cody rolling into a story maybe he beats roman they build a feud out and those two for a while but the rumor is roman wants to step away Right, and he wants to go do other things so maybe he loses and goes off disappears so who's the next top heel to start going up against Cody who are you going right. to build as your top heel and you can't completely abandon the lineage
1: story how the Rhodes family is sort of a, a royalty and so are the, um, the Usos or know, the Usos, the Hawaiian bloodline yeah. whatever so you just like okay I am WrestleMania hits. That goes the way Monday Night Raw is a all hail Cody, and then everybody else is just kind of wandering around. That means you're going to lose the Usos. That means potentially you could end up losing Solo Sikoa, and right. he's been so steady. And I was kind of a loss when he had the North American title. I was like, okay, you can't. It's not like you can transfer the title like they did with 205 Live. Right. Now, the cruiserweight title gets merged with the North American title
2: or whatever. So it's just, yeah, he's it, good. Like, yeah. Well, I was going to say he he's going to be an interesting one because if the bloodline does fall apart, what do they do with Sokoa? Uh, he's great in the role he's playing, but does he carry on without Roman? Like, where does he fit in the roster without the bloodline? That's right. the part that's going to be interesting coming out of uh, WrestleMania Elimination Chamber, I think. Yeah, that is his character or. Like, his makeup, is is he built to
1: carry on solo, you know, his name right. solo, but could he get into a program where he's competing for the U.S. or the uh, North American title? Is he, he's obviously, like, I would never look at, see him as a mid-card guy because, no, of the position that he's been holding, you know, when main event Jay and then Jimmy Uso, when they come back, are they still a tag team or right. are they repackaged? Does Roman come back as a babyface, and how do they build? How do they, because when they tried to force Roman reigns down our throat as a, as a good guy, it just like everybody was like, okay, yeah, you know, just change his gear. Right. Now he's got, they a, didn't want to sound me. He's it. got a red glove or a bold glove or a Thanos glove or whatever. It's like, yeah, it's, this isn't working. And then all of a sudden
2: he's who he is. And you're like, how did that happen? When he, when he decides to take time, if he still is planning on it, it's going to be interesting Absolutely. to see where everything goes from there. Everybody said the the real test for Papa H was going to be leading into WrestleMania. I think the real test is going to be coming out of WrestleMania.
1: 100% I totally agree because now he's like, okay, I had this bloodline thing dropped in my right. lap. And with Cody getting hurt, I 100% think this helped the bloodline story because he had to go away for a little while. Right. And... They had to strengthen some stuff. So the swerves and the turns, I think that's Papa H. But the building of the bloodline and the you know, the story to where we're at was right. obviously Vinny and think tank that they had before.
2: I agree. It's gonna be interesting to, to yeah. Like I said, I, I think his bigger test is gonna be what, what he sets up coming out of WrestleMania. Yeah. If he sets up that okay, Cody let's say Cody wins, which I, I would assume he will, huge pop, and then boom, Jay White walks out. Or somebody to set up that next iteration of, oh, okay, we got some stuff going. Because Jay White lost uh at their pay per view last night, yeah. loser leaves Japan. Um now he's already started to go back and forth with uh Eddie Kingston on Twitter and stuff, so maybe that's gonna lead into him going to AEW. He's got some ties there with Adam Cole and the Elite, although right. he also has got ties with some of the people in WWE, so he could go either one. Yeah, and stay independent.
1: It. Who knows? And just imagine how much fun he would have bouncing back from once Ring of Honor hits uh, Paramount, they're uh, up and running, and then whatever they're going to do over at AEW. And I, I don't know that he would fit in with Impact just because the,
2: the stories seem kind of small. He was there for a little bit. Yeah. The Bullet Cup yeah. made their, their return there for a little bit. But yeah, it, it wasn't great. It wasn't a huge uh, huge thing for him. So yeah. Yeah, I'm curious to see what he's gonna do. It's gonna be interesting, especially because New Japan seems to be hitting their stride again. I don't oh, know. Yeah. You, I don't know if you watched the pay per view uh that just happened today, last night, whatever it was called, because they're they're in their their time zone. Uh yeah. but from what I understand and everything I've heard, it was really good. So I'm probably gonna oh, pop wow. it on and watch it here in a little bit. Yeah, uh, that that's that's probably
1: what I'm gonna do between now and the Super Bowl is try and catch up on that. That's a- yeah. Uh,
2: yeah, that's a good call. So Yeah, I heard uh especially the akata match. I heard the Akata match was as I like to do Chef Kiss. I heard oh, it was really very was great, good. Yeah. Yeah, I heard it was uh it was probably one of the better matches he's put on. Um so yeah, I'm gonna have to check that one out for sure. Yeah, I wonder if he was just working out his anger from getting kicked in the face by a young boy. <laughs> well, apparently he showed up at uh really? I don't watch Noah much, but apparently he showed up at the Noah show today. And blindsided that that their champion. I, I'm ashamed I don't I don't follow Noah so I don't know him, but yeah. I want to see that match. I don't even know who this know much about this guy other than he's got blonde yeah. hair and he kind of looks like him. But apparently after his main event match, uh, whatever show they had today, Rainmaker rolled in the ring out of nowhere and just gave him a uh, Okada rolled in the ring out of nowhere and gave him a Rainmaker and took him out. I was like, Ooh, okay. So they're spicing this up, so I want to uh-huh. see that one. Yeah. it's pretty impressive to build that something like that based on just one action of one guy who made Okada break character, because Okada's always been this very straight, you know, slow, methodical, not very violent, builds up to it, and then he goes, where this guy kicked him in the face, it just like a switch went off. So yeah. That's pretty cool that they've built such a story on just that one little action. Yeah, it was
1: good they were able to capitalize that, but the like this
2: sort of brings us
1: back around to, we're talking about New Japan. We're talking about where people are going to show up, And all we had was two hours of Friday night SmackDown. Yep. Which gave us a promo, a couple of matches, and somewhere where we thought Chelsea Green, you know. Fake amnesia. Yeah. I'm (laughs) like, what on earth, this girl? Are you serious? And then you had (laughs) the Usos. And that, uh, you know, like when Jay was sitting there, he's like, no. No, he's coming. He's going to be here. You know, he stopped the count you know pointed at the that was a pretty in. damn cool move. yeah yeah that was good and uh i'd like to be a fly on the wall like before they head out to gorilla just like going over the notes okay say this this and this but don't say this this and this yeah you guys have a great great rest of your show they'll have two more shows before elimination chamber to really strengthen this story and then it, yeah they'll have monday and smackdown right and that's it right and how you're gonna get the rest of the elimination chamber card built and you're not just building for the elimination chamber you're building for wrestlemania too. so it's like okay we need these stories to turn into additional matches because they yeah. probably have seven or eight matches they'll probably be some gimmick matches that they'll announce between now and then
2: yeah okay. i know that I don't know that they're going to do a lot more on Elimination Chamber. So you got the two main Elimination Chamber matches. You've got Sammy and Roman. I think that's it, right? Am I missing something? No, and that's why I'm like... Yeah, so you're going to want something else in there somewhere. Maybe Gunther Mm -hmm. and Mad Cat. Yeah, maybe that. uh... Also the Intercontinental title on there. Yeah. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods
1: So you could potentially end up with a new U.S. champion, new Intercontinental champion. No. Uh, <laughs> I don't see Gunther yeah. losing.
2: <laughs> and then you won't have. Oh, Bobby Lashley and Brock Lesnar. I have oh, put that, that on know. an elimination Do show. That. Do you try and get another match
1: on because you're in Montreal? Does Trish uh, somehow make the card? That's right, she's she... going to be in Raw on Monday. Yeah. Or does she just show up? And then get yourself on the card for uh, WrestleMania. So then you'd have Lita against Bailey, Or maybe they do a three-way with Trish, Lita, Hmm. and Becky against Damage Control.
2: No, I think you're going to have... Oh, maybe that's what they'll set up is the women's tag team. You'll have uh, Ronda and Shayna Baszler go after them, maybe on the uh, Elimination Chamber. Yeah, That'd be a quick setup. That's a quick turnaround. Yeah, I think... Mm -hmm. Yeah, Maybe you drag that out to WrestleMania.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, so somehow, so they'll set up the six six way damage control against Becky, Lita, and Trish, and then somehow Ronda and Baszler get themselves involved. Maybe at the end they attack them or they do something, and then they end up getting a women's tag team match. Not sure. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Friday uh-huh. though, like Friday was a tough one because you had really good Monday, really good Wednesday. Um, a lot of really good promos a lot of fun on the social media yeah so your expectations are high for friday you're building to a pay-per-view and you know that Heyman is going to be on there so he's going to carry one segment and then sammy Heyman have a decent promo but it wasn't really good until he pulled him in but then he's yelling in the microphone so it was like what right. would have been really cool is if he would have gotten loud, then pulled him in and then said something quietly. Quietly, yeah. And and then but at the end how how Heyman was left picking up the belts you know, kind of uh disheveled almost. I, I thought that was a that was a cool production touch to yeah. uh, to close
2: out that piece. So And then we had Rampage. <laughs> Yeah, I'll tell you, so, Rampage is hit or, hit or miss, man. They, they'll they go a couple of weeks and have these bangers, and then they have uh, two shows in a row now where I've been completely unimpressed. Uh, yeah. The only thing I, that even sticks out in my mind, and again, I've watched it twice, is the Mark Briscoe stuff. I, that's the only thing I was like, all right, I really enjoyed this. That's worth talking about. Everything else was just filler. I just felt right. like nothing, nothing was nothing. There wasn't a whole lot to it. I, I was very disappointed in, in Rampage, which being the AEW guy is rough. So Yeah. I
1: thought the crowd was really good. Uh, I think this is like three episodes in a row, whether it was AEW or WWE, that they were in Texas. So you had like the Alamo, San Antonio, El Paso The crowd was really, really good. And then um, they roll right into a uh, six-man. And anytime you get mocked, um, TV is good. But then you bring Claudio in. Yeah, and it's like, all right, cool, good to see you, man. Good to see yeah. you, champ. And you yeah, remember, and- wait a minute,
2: he's he's the Ring of Honor champion, and and Yuta was there too. Yeah, but but again, like that says something of the fact that even that didn't save the show for me. Like I'm a big Mox fan, I'm a big Claudio fan, a big actually Black Bull comic cut, and even yeah. that didn't didn't save it for me. I was just like, all right, where's where's the story? What are we doing next? Well, now are they setting them up to maybe start going against? like I can see what Tony's doing he's trying to bring back his trio stuff because we got trio's champions now, but there's not as many trios as there was originally so I could see him right. setting things up and I'm I I think that's great cuz you could set up some really good stuff uh I think Sammy Guevara sent in a picture of Tres Trace Sex Gods and it was him <laughs> Garcia and Jericho with the belts and I'm like now that's a program I'd like to see I'd like yeah. to see the those three in the, in the Young Bucks and uh, Omega so but yeah that'd be might be a yeah lot the black i just i don't think we're done with the hangman page moxley thing yet so i think that's going to come to play uh even in the in the promo they cut later on in the show hangman even mentioned the fact that he's not quite done with it yet so oh. yeah uh, that's, but, uh yeah that'll yeah. be you know some
1: unfinished business do they you know you got top flight and uh fox and yep. other trios that are kind of showing some light I like how the WWE is sort of focusing on tag team. AEW is focusing on trios and building stars and telling good stories. I'm wondering if Rampage just suffered a little bit because of how good that MJF promo was. And Maybe. You we're just like, man, can you I... top that? I don't know.
2: I don't know if maybe I, I don't know if that I don't I don't know uh, because if you look at the card for Wednesday's dynamite coming up, there's nothing on that card that I'm excited to see either. Not that it's saying it's not going to be great. Not that I'm saying it's going to uh, not be an enjoyable card. But the matches they've let out, I can't even think of them off the top of my head. But none of them were like really got to see that. Right. Like Jungle Boy and Christian Cage. Nah. Eh, okay. Yeah. Not Christian Cage. Uh, Brian Cage. Sorry, Christian All right. Cage would be a whole different sorry. thing. I totally Brian agree Cage. With you to <laughs> Yeah, because yeah, that one would be awesome because that would be a payoff to the feud that they started. That yeah. unfortunately, due to his injury, they couldn't finish. Christian Cage injury, that is. So, right. but there wasn't anything else on the show that I was uh, was a Kip Sabin and Hangman. I don't care. Again, I think that's just gonna be a device to forward the Hangman Mox thing, which I think they'll take mm. to the pay per view. Yeah, Brian Danielson is not supposed to be in action. We'll hear from Brian Danielson. I think is what it said. Yeah, I can't think of anything else. That we got going into Damp Dynamite but yeah. as far as Rampage goes too again just kind of sat there and watching it now I, I appreciate it's an hour show so it goes by quick mm. but I think the highlight of Friday for me at least was Mark Briscoe <laughs> him and that promo and his facials and yeah I think I tweeted out that all right I f- have my new favorite to take the title away from MJF <laughs> I want it to be Mark Briscoe yeah
1: he, he laid some really really good good uh, groundwork I'm trying to figure out what Darby and Sting what their promo Oh that's right.
2: We're going to go out in a place of glory.
1: I don't know if they're going to try and do some stinger suicide dive match to end Stingers career
2: or whatever but it i it's still believe they'll it yeah i still believe they're setting up for Sting and Darby in his retirement match. I I don't know whether it's going to be them just training for it and then him just looking at him saying all right I want you to this will be it, yeah. or, or if they're going to come back and maybe get a third and go after trios, I don't know. Ugh. It would be the third one though? But
1: yeah, I think I think you're I think you're right. Though Darby will be the one to get some good business with Sting. Darby's already a made man. He's one of the pillars. Once Stinger is out, God, I wouldn't know where. Maybe he turns into sort of this lone wolf kind of uh, yeah. character, like Sting did
2: for a minute there when he was True White. I trust AEW to let it all play out, so we'll see what they do, yeah. but uh, overall, I wasn't excited about either Friday's show, which is a shame, because usually, I like one of the two, and it yeah. uh, ended, ended my weekend sad, because neither was good, so hopefully, the New <laughs> Japan New Japan, uh, will be a good one, so I can watch yeah. that before the Super Bowl. Yeah, I, but, I
1: got so distracted while I was watching, I started looking up who made the title belts, yeah. and I was like, <laughs> oh, wow, this is really cool. What's the history of the All-Atlantic title? Yeah, I started looking that up, and uh, uh, Dave Milliken was the one who actually made the the All Atlantic title. Okay, made the first iteration and refurbished the current AEW title,
2: and uh, he called that AEW title that he called that his greatest work. Really, that's one of my favorite titles. Yeah, Yeah. not just because I'm an AEW fan. He reminds me of the uh, the big gold from WCW. Yeah, I mean that's exactly what it reminds me of, and I liked. I like it. I I liked it. The big gold. And so, yeah, that's one of my favorite titles. Yeah. And then I got this cool, I had that cool dolphin one that somebody gave me too. That's another one that I got on my (laughs) So the big gold reminds me of the mid South.
1: uh, Yeah. Mid South was a nice one too. Yeah. And if you look at the all Atlantic and the women's title, it's got the four buttons just like the mid South. Oh yeah. So, okay. You're like okay, well, you know, if it worked back then, why can't it work now? But I will tell you the the detail in that all Atlantic title. That's a gorgeous title, yeah. The all Atlantic title; those four flags represent 130 different countries. Different countries, and the whole idea of that title was because his roster was filled with so many international yep uh, stars. He wanted to represent their countries. And give them an opportunity to win the win a title, take back to their country. So that's cool. um, Kudos to to uh, Khan for having some forward thinking on what his roster actually represents. So that's that's pretty neat. So, but yeah. So we had the we had a bunch of matches. We had a promo. It was an hour long. Had some good commercials. Made me think. <laughs> I can't wait for the Super Bowl, and uh, my team isn't even in it. But some of the commercials were good. And then Jungle Boy had a match with yep, someone. somebody. <laughs> and
2: then, but yeah. The Brian came out and just kind of pointed at him. Yeah.
1: yep, Yeah. But the, the Briscoe, uh, storyline, that'll be a lot of fun. And I'm, I'm really proud of people in general because Briscoe made a mistake. He said some stuff that he probably wish he wouldn't have. And talking about Jay Briscoe. Right. Yeah. And probably regretted it the minute, you know, it passed his face for that reason they didn't want to they didn't you know want to commemorate what he did but to see the opportunity that his brother is getting now i really hope that it flourishes into something and if he doesn't head over to ring of honor i'd really like to see him like you said i'd really like to see him in an aew
2: storyline yeah uh, because he's he's got a lot to offer yeah i mean just that character in general like his facials and everything with that promo like, yeah. I just want to see that on TV more often. It made yeah. me smile, uh, especially knowing everything he's gone through in the past two or three weeks. Like it was just really good. Yeah. Hi, man. So it's a lot of fun. Yeah. So SmackDown, how many beards you give in SmackDown? Hey man, uh, I got to give it two and a half. I, uh,
1: and that's being gracious. They had a good promo. The crowd was really good. And that was, that was about the only thing that saved it.
2: Yeah. I was going about two, two and a half myself. Yeah. I wasn't very excited. Uh, picked up a comic book and started reading while it yeah. was on. So yeah, it, it didn't hold my attention. So yeah, I'd go with probably a two, two for me. Yeah. Uh, and then as far as uh, rampage goes, I am going to go with probably a two also, um, like one good promo, yeah. an okay yeah. match, but nothing major. Yeah. Two beards, two beards from Ellie chair is the, is the best I can do. Yeah. There you go. So, uh, well, you know what? I, I don't have the tallies in front of me. We need to start tallying them so we can say who the winner of the week is. Yeah. Pretty sure my winner of the week was still AEW because of Dynamite was so high. Yeah, I think, but uh, yeah, I think, think yours right. was WWE, uh, and <laughs> only by a half a beard. Yeah, and, uh, I was going to say by by a mustache. Yes. So yeah, couple of hairs, <laughs> couple of hairs. <laughs> just just the goatee part. Yeah, but, there they- all right, man. Well, this has been good. Uh, enjoy the wrap up, kind of going over it. We will get better as these go on. Uh, this was just a rough Friday for me. Uh, I need to figure out why my DVR didn't record so I can get a little more detail going in. Yeah, Going to ask Jared now, live. He didn't know I was going to do this. What do you think about doing a live feed for uh, Elimination Chamber? Man,
1: <laughs> I'm I'm in, man. I think that'll be a lot of fun. Get a lot of really good live reaction. And, uh, you know, especially when those swerves hit. I love yeah, when we're just like, you know, just suspended belief. You're just,
2: what on earth? I love it. Yep. Okay, yeah. Let's see. I was thinking we'd do our first ones for WrestleMania, but I think Elimination Chamber would be a cool one to start with. Yeah, that will uh, be good a, do, good little a little live. <laughs> yeah, do a little live live run on that and see what we can do with it. So that'll be That's cool. Good man.
1: Yeah, man. Well, hey, thank you everybody for joining us here in our uh, individual caves. Very proud of uh, of Jay Tilly and I what we got going on. Thank you so much for your kind words, the emails, and the messages means a lot so really appreciate it on behalf of uh ellie Jair, jay tilly we will see you on the floor you've been listening to the
0: no shave man, man if it's pro wrestling we're talking about it unless we see something shiny and wander off into the woods if you hang around long enough we'll eventually come back we hope you've enjoyed the show Fire off your comments and be sure to leave us a five star rating. And we'll be back soon. But in the meantime, hit us up on Twitter, YouTube, and TikTok at No Shave Men Cave. Y'all be cool. And we'll see you next time on the No Shave Men Cave.
1: k anbefaler.
0: Mit navn er Anders Morgenthaler. Over for mig sidder Roald Bergman. Vi har lavet en ny podcast,
1: der hedder Dopaminklubben. Og Dopaminklubben er en klub, hvor ADHD er fucking sjovt, og hvor det griner. Det behøver ikke at være super alvorligt. Vi er skidetræt af alle de der podcast, og forklarer mig nederen der. Vi gør grin med vores ADHD. Mulige ADHD. Ja, vi udreder mig, fordi nogen siger, at jeg har det. Jeg ved det ikke rigtigt, det finder vi ud af.
0: Vi har i hvert fald lavet vedmål.